0: Hello, and welcome to the Junk Time Opa podcast. Around 2023. twenty twenty three, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and da, 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 what da, are you da, doing? Da, the lid is off, Adam. da three, Pete, three, Pete, three, Pete. I'm calling okay. it now. This, I'm calling it now. Int- this was not the
1: intro. This was not the intro we agreed on. Hello, Junk Timers. Uh, G'day fuck face. Um,
0: mate. Mate No, no it's happening. No, the it's, lid I'm is not off. It. I'm calling it you need to take you need to take all of September off. You need to nah. make sure. Okay, well, I think yeah, the Thursday night final, uh, Thursday night um, uh, qualifying, they will be against the Pies, I reckon. And then you're going to have that two week off because you go straight through the prelim after a, a stunning win. And then when you win the prelim, I think they'll put they'll put definitely put you on a Friday night. And then grand final. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Grand final. You get your tickets line up out the front, mate. Already. I, I tell you what, I'll I'll see if I can get get your little ticket in the members' mate. <laughs> 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 come with me, come with me. Come Have a galette and a uh, and a and a uh, pancake in the members' mate. mate I so
1: space. so I did the ladder predictor last night, and yep. I did like worst case scenarios, sure. and we can still miss. Dude. So until that changes, Dude. I am just living in um, just desperate fear of a flashback of last year. I think I need to go to counselling about the Collingwood-Carlton game from last year. Like, I think there is undealt
0: with trauma within my body. I actually am genuinely curious. Do you think... Actually, there, there would be, apart from professional sports people, th- mm. I reckon there would be people who have gone to counselling for trauma after a team of loss. Like, uh, somewhere surely in the world, someone has gone to a psych and said, they've said, what's your problem? And they said, Real Madrid lost <laughs> and came second in the what? champion. Well, do you reckon if that was the case, then there would be like...
1: Um, Thousands upon thousands of St Kilda fans yeah. getting a men- getting a mental health plan. And they're like, you're back again. And they're like, bro, <laughs> bro, it just keeps
0: happening. It's like you're a cash cow. You're a cash cow. Um, so what? it's Frio and you guys in that final, final, final game of the year, right? No, we played
1: GWS and that could potentially no, be GWS. for a spot in the So we We've got Gold Coast this weekend. All Carlton need to do is win one more game, but we had to do that last year and we didn't. Yep. And what we need, the big game for us, and I did the Ladder Predictor, is I believe Adelaide and Sydney. Okay. Which is the one that really, um, if Sydney lose, and I think Carlton can't go out, I think is the way that it worked, uh, having done the Ladder Predictor last night.
0: Yeah, gotcha. I fucking love the Ladder Predictor. Back in the heyday of the Hawks, just like and flicking through and just like getting the machinations to the finals and the top eight and the top four and just going looking the, and then just clicking that little number. Yeah, but see, but see, it's, it's a, it's a fun thing
1: to do when you're going. Oh, will we finish second or third? Yeah, you know, yeah, sure, will sure. we will get a home final first. But when it's to make the eight, you're like, oh, this is bullshit. And you know what they've taken away from the ladder predictor is you can't do uh,
0: percentage anymore. That's so it. it's just. A win or a loss, and that's it. That's what I was going to ask. Have they? Because um, it used to be, I think, the default was twenty-four points for a win. I think
1: so, but you could blow it out. So, like, um, the Western Bulldogs have West Coast this round. So clearly, their percentage, which is a current currently one hundred and eight, will be yep. close to two hundred and forty once yes. they play the West Coast <laughs> Eagles next week
0: the fuck is going on down there? Okay, we'll get to all of that stuff. But big Mm -hmm. wins for both of our teams, Adam. The Hawks got up as well. The lid is off for 2025 down at Glenferry Oval. No, and so it should be. That was a great
1: win against the Western Bulldogs, and you did Carlton a favour. I'm starting to like teams that are doing us a favour. Like Richmond... You can go fuck yourselves <laughs> for putting in such an insipid performance against St Kilda mm-hmm. yesterday at Marvel Stadium. Yep. They didn't fire a shot. The Tigers, because I, th- I thought when Trent Cochin retired during the week that this was going to be his um, farewell game. But th- it wasn't, I think, they're holding it off till at the MCG because they knew no one would turn up for it.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, sure. No, there was some... Um, I mean, we, we'll get to it as well. So many fucking eight shapers coming up over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a nuts. Mm. Absolutely nuts. But also... The Matilda's. Now, Adam, for a long time you've been strongly against uh, women's sport. <laughs> <laughs> you boycotted the AFLW for a good eight years now.
1: Yeah, no, that is true. Since that the, very, since
0: the true. very first game. I remember you went to the very first game against Collingwood and Carlton at Princess Park.
1: Mate, I, I went 100. I boycotted uh, women's netball. You and <laughs> it's a really strange thing to do because it's just women who
0: play it You're, at their elite level. <laughs> you were the bloke out the front heckling Gil McLaughlin. Remember that, mm. that first game? There was that like guy heckling Gil McLaughlin going, oh, why'd you make it free? That was Mate, you. That's the
1: only reason that's the only reason I went to that game.
0: <laughs> but um, so where were you?
1: Uh, I was watching at home. So mm-hmm. I was going to go to the Carlton-Melbourne game on Saturday night. So that was the one where they were showing the Matildas live yep. up until I think regulation time finished and then everyone... Uh, ducked out the back to watch the penalties cuz the the game had started yep. but i ended up going to the collingwood geelong game on the friday night mm. and i couldn't be fuck going to the footy two two nights running you are a
0: weird football fan you're a very strange football fan how you don't go to games like i'm coming down to melbourne for a fortnight from like thursday mm. getting set for a live show more on that later and, uh, and I'm, I've am i looked at the fixture already. and just like, there are two games I can go. So I can go against, I think we're playing Melbourne. Yeah, and but free, you're, I think.
1: Living, you're living in Rod Carter Studios, mate. Yeah, like y- Your access to games is very limited this that's year. That's Whereas true. I, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm just uh, prepping myself, you know. Don't want to be too worn out by the time the finals comes around, Michael.
0: Sure, sure. Now, let me guess, Geelong, Collingwood, let me guess. Was this the little front bar freebie, am I guessing, right there, right there?
1: Uh, no, I was in the uh, box thanks to our good friends at Fox Footy.
0: Oh, I Okay, fuck's sake, so it's another step above. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. Take me through. Who's in the box for that one?
1: Uh, so I was there with uh, uh, who is going to be soon to be friend of the show. Tommy Little uh, was in the box, and then our other friend uh, Steph, who uh, works at Fox Footy, and so I went along to that, and it was great. It was a, uh, it was a fucking, it was a really good game. Wait a
0: second. So only you three in the box? Surely, other no. People. There were
1: other, there were other people, obviously. Yeah. Um,
0: Name names. So the notables around.
1: Uh, well friend of the show, cam Mooney, I spent a uh, good half talking to him he's yep. a, he's a ripper bloke
0: yeah sure sure okay yeah, yeah. you very tight lipped about that adventure on the weekend but uh
1: no i'm just saying that the, the other people in the box were uh, people that i didn 't even know yeah, So gotcha. you just go you know there are other you know they let civilians in sometimes Michael, and you just got you gotta give them their space
0: yeah, sure, sure, yeah, um no, I watched it on the couch as well, actually, and actually with on reflection i didn't realize, but they had a um a live site. They had the. One, I knew they had the one at Homebush, mm. which seemed like a bridge too far. I reckon. Oh, which is ironic because they would have had to go over a very large <laughs> iconic bridge. <laughs> but they had one at North Shore, uh, North Sydney Football Oval. Um okay. So I think I might even try and go that to that one on Wednesday. It's a bit closer to Rod Carter Studio. So and and Homebush looked like I had a hundred thousand people, and North Sydney would be, you know. Um, packed this Wednesday but a bit more comfortable I imagine you can sit in a seat
1: how about if you're at that live site in Hobart where the uh, feed dropped out just as the last penalty kick was being taken dude
0: that was that You could not write something like that
1: but also too you just like because uh, it was an Optus feed and you're like anyone who's been with Optus over the journey yeah. in the last you know 30 years has just gone oh yeah nah that that seems about right. Yeah, that Optus would cut out just as they're going to take the penalty. Is the penalty shootout the worst way to decide anything in any sport?
0: I suppose the only other way is to play another half hour. I suppose, and then keep on playing another half hour, and then play it another half hour. Like I don't, so I don't g- like golden goal. Like I feel okay. Like, so
1: you're not saying golden goal. You say keep going with
0: more halves. Well, I, I imagine you have to. Like that, that's the only kind of fair way to kind of give both teams a chance to. At least play the same amount of time and try to outscore each other. Yeah, but so
1: much pressure on that last dude, dude, that last taker, and just you know. And the thing was, in this fucking penalty shootout, like we'd stop one from France, you're like, "Fuck, we're here, we've got it," and then we'd fuck it up, and you're like, "Not again." Yeah, what did that happen like four times?
0: But then you just watched um, the players walking up to the spot and just Mm. that close-up of their face and just that. Deep breath That they're taking And you just go Yeah oh, um, I feel it I feel it Too mate I'm feeling it too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So yeah So it was a fantastic win From the Matildas And they obviously get to play uh, England on Wednesday night Which should be an absolute cracker So Yeah How, how big Do you reckon it would be if they make the final. Like, will that, will that top Kathy Freeman's run in the 2000 Olympics? I
0: reckon definitely, actually. I called it ages ago. I was like, this fucking World Cup is going to be fucking massive. It's going to be jam-packed. And, and Really?
1: You said a World Cup with <laughs> the
0: best football teams
1: in the world in it But going to be huge.
0: actually, well... Uh,
1: Next, you're going to say the Super Bowl is going to be massive. That's what I'm hearing from you.
0: But also... Uh,
1: Michael Chamberlain says the
0: Olympics, people... <laughs> Get around them. Well, not, maybe not the Brisbane ones, but the France ones gonna no. be great. <laughs> Paris. I'd actually love to go to Paris uh, next year. Anyway, so where do you plan to watch it on Wednesday then? So, another you know couch job? Don't, you know, maybe don't move locations so you don't jinx it? Uh,
1: yeah, I probably will. I'm going to see uh, a film in the Melbourne International Film Festival Ooh, uh, on Wednesday night at six o'clock. And so I reckon the timing for that will be perfect by the time I get home for the kickoff. So gotcha. it's just
0: Perfect. And actually, I've been clicking on the resale website. Actually, I'm just doing it right now as well. So, for the little tip for the junk timers out there, for the Sydney game, tickets do bob up like for the re- on the resale on the FIFA website. And so, I've been clicking in, and usually when they bob up, they're children's tickets, but they're like 15 bucks, 30 bucks. Um, oh, really? So yeah, yeah. No, top ticket was like 50, I think. Um, and so so do
1: they not do, do they not do like a stub hub where they just go I'll put whatever price I want on it no no so I think they it. say not like that
0: oh, I think, so there was a, a thing I think they say you can make it like ten percent extra um and I think no less than fifteen percent less I mean um, that uh, this sounds like a missed opportunity
1: from FIFA, one of the World's most corrupt institutions know, to I be know. able oh, actually, to make
0: a shit ton of money. Well, if I'm clicking you through now, okay, so there's a ticket for 110 at Eden Park for the other semi final. So actually, there's quite a few tickets for the other. Oh, well, I mean, now I could buy a ticket right now for Eden Park. Um, that is fascinating. I'm very surprised by that. And then I can maybe unsell that a little bit with a little bit of. Bump, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but or you, you get stitched up because you can't go and you can't sell it through the resale, you might just luck out. It's a bit it's a bit like getting tickets for Tay at this stage, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess so. But you know what, uh, the hottest tickets in town, regardless whether Australia, you know, make it through to the final, yeah. everyone talking about the resale of these tickets mm-hmm. is our live show, Michael. Our live Sunday, show Sunday, September three
0: four PM at Morris House, formerly the European Beer Cafe. Where we've held our um our uh, live shows before. I'm actually quite interested to go and look at the renovations that they've done there because I haven't been to um, that venue um, since they've done the renovations. It's pretty swank. They've done a good job. There's a jacuzzi <laughs> near the front row. <laughs> <laughs> There's a grotto up the back. It and uh, we're going to have special guests, Ray's Ray Chamberlain and Campbell Brown. Tommy Little, comedian extraordinaire, will be joining us as well. Talking about yes, his so I was as a Hollywood fan.
1: Yeah, I was chatting to Tommy on Friday night as we were watching the Geelong-Collingwood uh, game unfold. And it's good to have someone, we haven't really had a lot of Collingwood involved in our show. We had, obviously, we <laughs> tortured Scott Dooley at one of our live shows after the 2018 grand final loss. I'm actually but at least here, they'll be up yeah. and about and flying when we can talk to Tommy about it. And also, he's really good mates with Campbell Brown. So we might get some, maybe we can get some extra stories that neither of us know about that Tommy yeah, can sure dig into Brownie. And also, we didn't get a chance to talk about Campbell Brown on the show last week because it came through uh, after we recorded. You obviously did the thing at the start of the program last week, but he is going to be fantastic, Campbell Brown. For I'm sure. really looking forward to that. He's time at Hawthorne and uh, he was obviously there when the Gold Coast Sun started, so it's going to be a fun afternoon. We've still got another guest to announce, so we will be announcing that. Keep an eye on our socials and we'll announce that in the next episode.
0: I really... My, one of my favourite quotes of all time is, is it? if I get the words right, is it? I want to get it tattooed in my body. And it's like, can you go and get fucked and get out of my life and get off my property and call up and make an appointment like any other cunt? I oh,
1: wasn't it show some manners, you cunt?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> fucking brilliant. Uh, Mel Brown. It
1: was, it was something like that. And, of course, tickets available at trybooking.com. We'd love to see you there, Junk Timers. It's going to be
0: massive. Hey, um, we don't normally delve into this kind of world, Adam. But the young—well, it's just—it's
1: sadness, yeah. Young love, young it love. is when when you just see when love doesn't work. It just makes us all think about where we are in life, you know. A little bit.
0: It's like when you see a couple break up, and you kind of go, mm. "Well, if they can't make it, what hope do we have?" You know. And I I
1: agree, and uh, yeah, we, it's with much sadness. I guess we announced the end of probably everyone's favorite sporting couple, yeah. Uh, Wayne Carey and Katie O'Neill, it says yep. here, have called it quits. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't even know they were together and it's already over. The
0: blink of an eye. Yeah, I mean, the media, you know, how they have Benefer and stuff like that. So with mm. the duck and Katie, it was Uh, duct-y. uh That's, that's <laughs> yeah. how it was written about in the media. And yeah,
1: it wasn't the best one.
0: It was a shame, yeah. I mean, I spoke to the duck um, earlier this week just to kinda of check in on him and see how he was and you're good buddies, and, uh, you two. Pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. And um and look, he, he was honest and he said he'd been <laughs> hitting the anti inflammatories. <laughs> 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 Mate, we but, all no, got our coping mechanisms, yeah, you know no, you got you gotta I mean well a break up, you know. I remember actually I remember um have you ever done this? I remember preparing for a breakup. And I was like, I'm so gonna get this was like years ago. And I was like, I'm so, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go and meet her. And I'm like, I'm gonna get dumped. I'm so gonna get dumped. And so I think I bought like, you yeah, know, a bottle of vodka or something and like <laughs> a bunch of junk food. Cause I was like, I'm just yeah, gonna right. need consoling when I come home. Yeah. But yeah. then she didn't break up with me. <laughs> so I was just left with all this like shitty junk food and a bottle of vodka, kind of like, Ooh, ooh, what do I do with this now?
1: <laughs> no, but that's 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 vodka of joy and
0: junk food of joy at that stage. Got away with it, yeah. Yeah. Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine bringing bringing Doc back to your mum and dad?
1: Oh, look, it would be interesting.
0: <laughs> Just walking it would through be the interesting. door, mum and dad. This Wayne Carey. Oh, I've read about you, Wayne, um, on, on a number of occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but I I have you ever met Duck? I I had an interaction with him once at the Comics Lounge. Yep. In a, a a comedy club in North Melbourne. And um I just went to pull in um my car and then Duck pulled in next to me and he kind of made a comment and I couldn't I didn't quite hear it and he kind of yep. Um and I was like, "Oh, sorry." And then I worked out what he was saying was like, "Running late, mate?" And I thought maybe I'd parked at a weird angle or something because I think I was running late because I was the MC. Yeah. And so I went backstage for about five minutes I was just going, Okay, that's a weird thing, okay, won't care, okay, what can I talk about, you know? Often it's fun to kind of tell a story that just happened to you, you know, not like, you know, the other day walking down the street, you know, like a proper yep. story. And then I think, okay, I had a few jokes and I prepared my head and then I walk out into stage and the very, per- very first person I see is Wayne Carey. And I'm like, okay, <laughs>
1: no, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll keep that. I'll keep all that to myself. Now, um, the one time that I really did have an interaction with him, I didn't know him, but I was down at the Portsy pub with uh, Mick Malloy oh, and plain, the duck plain, was plain. at a table, the duck was at a table near us and Mickey went to the bathroom and I went up to the duck and said, can you go up to Mickey?" And say really sternly Hey mate Stop fucking making So many jokes about me <laughs> And Duck was like Yeah yeah No worries at all So I'm I'm sitting there With my beer And then Mickey comes back And then the Duck Just comes over And he's like Oh how you going And he Eyeballed him He's like mate I fucking heard you I want you to knock off Those fucking jokes Dude. And the fucking tension For about five seconds Was the best I've ever seen Fucking hell man
0: That would actually that, Do you reckon That would happen To Mick a bit Like I th- I I mean, I have vague memories of, uh, I think Will Anson's had a bit of trouble with people. Like, he'd made jokes about people and, and they've kind of like gone, we, mate, don't do that.
1: We don't take it very well. Yeah, I, I think he probably would have. Because I suppose across the journey when you're on, um, you know, Brecky radio, yeah. you, you talk about whatever's in the news. Yeah. You know, the way that so we probably, you and I probably shouldn't wander down the streets of Port Melbourne anytime soon. <laughs> You know, it's just those things you, that you, if, go, yeah, I if, feel you like probably make jokes. You don't even think it's not like a personal attack. But when they're when the player hears about it, they're just like, oh, you know what? I didn't like that. For sure, for it. sure.
0: I feel like if we're ever walking down the street in Port Melbourne and we have a mm. hankering for a bread roll at any stage, <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't go into any bakery at all. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. We should be car- we should be carb free any time we go to <laughs> Port Melbourne. Or if we do go to Port Melbourne. We've had enough stuff that takes us uh takes away our appetite. Yep. He's <laughs> probably the best
0: bet. Hey, um weird stuff out of the Eagles, man. So are they are they possibly the worst team of our time of watching football?
1: I think across a single year. Yeah. I reckon you would have to say so. Like all right, Carlton had like a sustained bunch of years where they'd win two or three games, but we certainly didn't very get. Fun. Yeah, they were good years. They were fun. Yeah, you no, know, I, I I remember all of them because most of them were for this fucking podcast. But, <laughs> but the Eagles, eh, like at least Carlton, you know, they'd be a little bit competitive. They wouldn't. There wasn't that many hundred point smashings. Yeah. There, there were a few across the journey sure. that I had been at, and you know, were deplorable. But West Coast are just
0: an absolute fucking farce from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was uh, got a message I messaged back and forth with um, Craig Coombs, our recruiter friend. Yep. Um, shout out to Coombsy. And um, and he actually reckons North is a uh, way better chance of bouncing back than the Eagles while looking at their list.
1: Well, I think if you look at the list, like North has started to build, you know, a pretty good midfield and stuff. They probably need some key defenders and they're about to lose Ben Mackay, so that doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of where they are, I reckon they're at least like a probably a year or 18 months in front of West Coast. Because West Coast, they uh, can you believe... Okay, before we get to this story, they offered another contract to Luke Shuey. The bloke's played like four games in the last five years. Yeah, sure. And he keeps pinging his hamstring and they're like, uh, do you want to go around again? And he said no.
0: Well, they did show a bit of strong uh, action by the fact, and, and and we were strong on this all year, and it was the call that needed to be made when they sacked their fitness coach. And we were like, oh, absolutely. that's a step forward, okay? They're moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we now find the ego like, instead of getting beaten by 120 points, they're getting beaten by 100. And we go, well, that's they're moving in the right direction, obviously, there.
1: Yeah. but Because then, clearly, that bloke was flogging them too hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, he'd go, can you run three laps? And they'd be like, mate, we've only got two in us. It's like, run three. And then they'd be cooked, you know, but, by quarter time.
0: But then there was a weird story here. So regarding uh, Brad Howe.
1: Howe Hoff? I'm
0: not Hoff? quite sure. Yeah, I'm actually not quite sure either, actually. Yeah. Household name. Um, <laughs> and they pulled him out of the game this week. He was all suited up, ready to go. They pulled him out of the game because he had too much ventilate. Yes,
1: which I didn't realise. Okay, so twofold uh, to this story. They pulled him out so late that the game had to be delayed. Delayed. So everyone was on the field and then I think the doctors were like, hey, this kid can't play because he's had too much Ventolin. And so they had to um, wait while they updated the team sheet. And so everyone was just standing around. The players were on the field. They had no idea what was going on. And this kid's just like, oh, I'm not allowed to play now. But I didn't realise that there was a limit of Ventolin inhalation on the day of a game. You can only have, I think... I think they said six is the
0: amount of puffs you can have. And I actually find that to be a remarkably low amount of puffs that you can have. Like, six is nothing. Not really,
1: particularly because they said he had flu during the week, right? So if that is affecting your chest, then you're going to have like maybe, say, two in the morning, two at midday, and then two at night, right? That's their limit. But sometimes when you're feeling wheezy... You know, it you feels, just have like fifteen, twenty puffs. You just create a big fucking gas cloud around your it, head.
0: It feels massively under it too, and I, I, I wonder what the uh, uh, if fentanyl had been kind of abused in the past that they had to bring in a limit, or, or you know, what you know, back in the day when people were having caffeine tablets, like yeah, well, uh,
1: remember back in the day when people were snorting speed. <laughs>
0: Um, and the idea that maybe people were taking you know 20 pups and it gave you a bit of a boost or something i'm not really sure but um but yeah i thought I, I, I can't imagine so what it
1: would do to you except make you a little bit kind of uh, lightheaded i yeah, would have sure, thought like sure. it's not going to make you it's not going to give you extra lung capacity, or rather, everyone would just be on the fucking Ventolin.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I on. I know I'm on about 35 puffs a day nowadays. <laughs> got a problem. You but you go and try to buy Ventolin nowadays. Like, they give you a uh, fucking third degree. It's like you're try, trying to buy pseudofed Is that right? Yeah. Oh, some places you got to fill out your name and give you your Medicare card and stuff like that. Now, I think back in COVID times, people were going and bulk buying them. And right. so, they actually wanted to put, I think they had a limit on, also, I think maybe a limit on how many you can buy and then also the time frame you can buy them. So, you know, yep. have to wait a month or something to get more. But um, but yeah, sometimes you go into a shop and you go, dude, I just want oh, like to fucking, twa- I just want to play for the Eagles, mate, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when you go to buy cold and flu and they're like, yeah. uh, have you bought any this week? I'm like... Mate, you know how many I need to buy to fucking crush up to make something, <laughs> to make meth? Like, I'm just buying one fucking packet. And look at me. I look shit out.
0: Do they have a limit on that shit? Like, do, can you go and buy, like, three packets of Sudafed, or do you have to have a just, like, one at a time or something?
1: Yeah, I, I don't reckon they'd let you do that. Yeah. I reckon there's a bit of a, you know, a restriction on that. And also, all you got to do, though, is you've just got a chemist hop, like I do. You just go to fucking 20 chemists in the area. Yeah, sure, I'm sure. I'm pepped up all the me, time.
0: Or maybe you go that little... That little black building in Brunswick next to the gym and you can talk to a few <laughs> mates there.
1: <laughs> Mate, our friends have moved out of there, so Oh have they, really? It's harder to get, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, but they can get they can crush up some stuff for you if so, you need it.
0: So do you know where they've moved to?
1: I I didn't follow it up, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't something I was that interested in following up. Oh, Mate, so so, so, they're know, <laughs> you, yeah, so they're just I was worried you off too. So they're just
0: and left in the middle of the night for no apparent yep. reason. Okay.
1: No reason at all. Yeah. They took, they moved compounds, as we say <laughs> in the game. Well, where do you get a new compound? Do you go uh, to domain.com.au? I mean,
0: with this rental market, too. Like, if you walk oh, in there. It's <laughs> tough, isn't it? You know, I hate it. I hate it when you, you know, when you're trying to rent a, just average Australian trying to rent a compound. Mm. oh and the forms they make you fill out and you got and you got yep. to show up to the to the rental inspection and there's like another 50 club leaders at the <laughs> <inspection>. <laughs>
1: yeah and all you want is a two a two basement place yeah. and it's fucking hard to get in this in this
0: market <laughs> i mean it's so difficult to get a soundproof location these days
1: Oh fuck! It's unbelievable. And the worst is those boomers who have those investment oh, compounds. Oh no!
0: Those boomers with their with their their, their bicycles going on a leisurely oh. stroll. While some of us with our Harley's just want to mm. just want to get in on the ground floor. Come on, our Anthony Albanese, it's time to step yeah. up and help hard-working, good, honest, bikey groups make a living. Just trying to get by. Where,
1: where's the first compound owners' grant <laughs> gone? You know, <coughs> just fucking help these guys out. This is ridiculous. Oh,
0: come on, Anthony, now it's easy. Act I, act, yeah. act, now, mate.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, this has got to stop. Hey, I'll tell you who needs to act now. What are we going to do for our grand final entertainment, Michael? It's falling apart. very good apart. question.
0: It's falling apart. Crowded houses apparently pulled out. People suspect maybe a little bit of shenanigans from the NRL, saying they might have poached them. But also on top of that, uh, a Collingwood supporter um, called Eddie. Um, I haven't yeah. heard of his name before, but a Collingwood supporter called okay. Eddie. Um, he said that it might have had to do with the location of the stage. Um, there was a bit of a dispute and so Crowded House in all their power went, Well, F you, Gil. And yep. they took their took their acoustic guitar and left.
1: Yeah, they're either we're in the middle of the ground or we're not at all, and they went, Mate, you gotta be where Meatloaf was. They went, That's shit ass and they fucked off. I actually thought Crowded House would have been a pretty good get for the grand final like they're not really ampy they're, like I don't, I don't know if they are going to top Robbie Williams by the way no. that's going to be a hard thing to get in well front
0: you say you say you're not going to top Robbie Williams I say you're not going to top Delta Goodrum
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I know
0: little Delta in a little outfit seeing seeing kids with Robbie oh well <laughs>
1: Right, well, get well, creepy, but <laughs> they, they, they were talking about potentially. Uh, sorry for that junk time. Is that you had to hear that? Uh, Michael has had a crush on Delta for many, many years. I
0: tell you about that time I did a sketch with her on Skid House. So they're talking about
1: maybe <laughs> getting Kiss as the replacement. I think and that'd be great. I, I think say. I think
0: Crowded House. I love you guys, but you're a bit too low key. Okay, you want something to get yep. kind of a bit more right, up yeah. up and about. And I think Kiss. I think fits the market. All the boomers there. They'll love it. I think the song and dance no, no, I was gonna say that the no, song. Not and a lot of dance dance. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean the show, you know, the makeup, the outfits, everything. I think, you know, come out, do a bit of um uh uh I I was I was gold was made for I was made for loving you. Yes and then do one. a bit a of a bit of Detroit Rock City. Yeah, do a bit of um party all night, that one. And then yep. for the for the Bill and Ted's bogus journey you'd, Fans do God gave rock and roll to you And then, you, and then you're out Bingo bang Who you're do you out.
1: reckon Who do you reckon would be the ultimate get If they could get anyone in the world I'm thinking it would be the Fooey's at the moment They're kind of They suit, fit the bill You want to rock I think you want to rock act I think you want to make the stadium do, yeah. fucking buzz Yeah yeah. And it's either the Fooey's Or if you could get Metallica I reckon that would be enormous
0: I think Metallica's a bit too loud Like they're a bit A bit too uh, loud yeah. Fucking week. But having said that, I remember going to the replay, grand final yep. with Lionel Richie, yep. and he literally played to the whole ground and got the whole crowd involved and like it was actually a, a kind of a masterclass of going like, oh, and he was on the he was on the Meatloaf stage, but like he had the whole crowd into it.
1: I reckon all you need is someone who has say four songs yeah. that everyone knows, yeah. like Robbie Williams did. You yeah. know Meatloaf, you kind of like yeah, whatever. But Lionel Richie certainly fits that bill. Yeah. If you know four songs, that's enough for the crowd to be like, oh, "I fucking love this." You know, I was there. You're up and about. You're singing with it. If it's just, because you can't get anyone too contemporary, because it just kind of falls away. Like maybe Tay Tay could do
0: it. Oh, definitely, she could do it. I was actually in my head thinking right now who would be the biggest selling act, and it'd be Tay Tay and Harry Styles. I reckon. Probably. Yep. Oh, I don't think. Liz- see,
1: I don't know any. I don't know any Harry Styles. Okay, that's not helping me at all.
0: Gotta get away from here. So that's uh, really the only one I know. Yeah,
1: okay, so that's one. So you need another yeah. three. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm t- and then I would the say,
0: <clears throat> I don't think Lizzo is up to arena, uh, sorry, stadium sales yet. Yep. Um. And then, I mean, Australia loves pink. But also, if you get an act that can already fill out the arena... Why would they do the grand final? They just go, I can just sell out the arena. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but it's not for that. It's just for the prestige of having done a grand final.
0: Uh, you know what would be beautiful? Beautiful on the grand final stage. Just a little bit what of a little bit of guns and fucking roses, mate. Ah, oh, Thank you See? for coming out. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Welcome to the jungle. Sweet child of mine. Paradise City. Mm. That's 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> They're out. <laughs> November rain. November, November rain, rain all during the first quarter. <laughs> I think that works. They're, just, they're still going. They can't get them off. Just hear the siren over fucking when Slash is doing his guitar solo during November. Oh, that
0: would be fucking perfect, that, wouldn't it? It would be. Hey, football is in real life? Hit me. Before we do, we don't forget our live show with Razor Ray Chamberlain, Tommy Little and Campbell Brown. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. Uh, Sunday, September 3 at 4pm at Morris House. It's going to be Nance.
1: Hey, now, you're one of those people, just before we get to the footballers in real life, you're one of those uh, people that would wear a football jumper to the football, aren't you? Uh,
0: I would wear a jumper to um, the Hawthorne Grand Finals because it was my lucky my lucky jumper. So I wore it. No, yeah, I, okay. And then I wore them. I actually made the error. So I wore my Cyril jumper. I had big on the day of the grand final I had actually had a football jumper given to me by Campbell Brown because I did an interview with him and so on the day of grand final I got a big texter and I wrote Cyril in big letters on the back of my jumper and then at the morning of 2012 I went to get, just relax, there's a long story and <laughs> the morning of 2012 I met up with a friend of the show Declan Fay <coughs> and I was wearing my Cyril jumper and then he gave me a jumper that had been autographed by Cyril um, because Deck was doing the podcast at Hawthorne at the time. Yep. And so I, I put that on, put my serial jumper in the bag, and then obviously we faced the, the depths of defeat. But that was the umpiring. And so I thought for 13, 14, 15, I had to wear the uh, the lucky serial jumper. But I don't normally That's wear them.
1: Okay, right. I'm not right. actually no, not uh, even a scarf guy. Okay, okay. The only reason I asked that is I was at the Rose yesterday and the Hawthorne Bulldogs game was on, and there was a big unit there who just had his Hawthorne jumper with nothing else underneath. So a lot of times you'll see it go over a t shirt or a jumper, sure, you know, sure. people just put it on for the game. And then on the back, and he was a big unit, it had written, I
0: ate Brad Sword <laughs> <laughs> It's a very that's a very weird reference. Like why yes. Brad. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. And he wasn't like I wasn't saying he was a big unit as in like uh Chunky, he was like uh built. He was like, you know a um, tall guy. Like oh like buff. no like Jim.
0: Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like if you kinda go you don't want to go too unrealistic. So you don't want to be like I ate big <laughs> big boy McAvoy and people are like, No, you didn't. No, you can't yeah, you yeah. can't yeah. eat that, mate. You could eat Brad Sewell. But you could eat Brad Sewell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I think you'd reserve wearing the actual jumper and nothing underneath, so you got the arms out. Um yep. I think you reserve that stuff for overseas travel. So <laughs> at the cricket, yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember when we went to Bali for Limo's wedding years ago, uh, Clang, and um, I saw a guy on an Eagles jumper, and I was like, "Perfect, that's that's yes. everything I want from a trip to Bali." Absolutely.
1: Oh, if you ever see anyone at the top of a light pole in <laughs> you know in Rome, they're going to have a Collingwood jumper on. <laughs> I remember seeing I remember seeing a Collingwood jumper at the Vatican. <laughs>
0: But Papa and frankie just been like, Oh,
1: and another time I went and saw uh, a band called Sick of It All, which is like a New York hardcore band in uh, in London, and <laughs> it was a dude there in an Essendon jumper. Perfect. Perfect. That's yeah. all you want. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: the pics my brother sends of, you know, his kids and stuff going to all the parks in London. And um they're they're always rocking a hawthorn jumper of some type, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Anonymous, okay. So it's not oh, t- oh, this is good. it's not particularly this is good. saucy, but like it, it Anonymous. Oh no, just it's pretty great. People. It's pretty great. Uh, a Bladed Hungry Jacks related story for you. So, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Adam Simpson becoming a Hungry Jacks magnate and he owns two of them now over in WA.
1: And then someone wrote to us and said that, uh, I think it might have been Cindy, said that players uh, go and do in-store appearances at Hungry Jacks yeah, as well.
0: little cashy, a little cashy there, yeah. Uh, a a Bladed Hungry Jacks related story for you. It would have been around 1998, 1999 when Mick Malthouse was Eagles coach. And friends and I were dining at the swanky Claremont Establishment. We were doing very well back then. Would have been about 14, 15 at the time. Okay. Not so much now, thanks Phil, you low dog. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um... I thought Rosie would appreciate what we did here. <laughs>
1: here we go. Here we go. These people know me well.
0: Anyway, Mick was eating with his family and my friends, and I may or may not have held chips. We definitely did, and shouted "Go Frio!" I love it. Was pretty indifferent to footy at the time. It just seemed like the thing to do. Uh, since have since become a Dockers fan. Although still unsure who's come out better from this experience. Anyway, we threw chips at Mick. His daughters may have been collateral damage, but that happens in battles sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Years later, I got horribly sick from eating there again, so maybe that's karma, or just the general shit quality of Hungry Jacks. (laughs) I will remain anonymous in case the black ops retroactively investigate me. So that was uh, uh, Christy Malthouse. Was that her name?
1: Yes, that was
0: his daughter, yes. Oh, she would have been, yeah, she cut. Uh, that's what, you know, as Anonymous as said, that's what happens in battle sometimes.
1: It is. But just can you imagine, imagine the bubbling rage. Yeah, yeah. As a chip bounced off the fucking <laughs> head of Mick Malthouse. Just, <laughs> like, you know, if that happened to me, I'd be like, hey, you fucking idiots. Yeah. But Mick Malthouse, yeah. like, he he would have been angry that he had to probably pay for this meal. Oh, he wouldn't have paid. It was They were... Sponsored by Hungry Jack since back in the day. But
0: he would have also realised that I can't walk over and you know give a 14, <laughs> 15 year old a backhander as though as as is my want, as is my, yes. my daily desire. As yes. <laughs> is my right. Because <laughs> I'm the most famous man in Perth, so I can't just walk up, you know, mo attached and just smack the fuck out of a 14 year old. Ah, um, oh, but well, but
1: it would have crossed his mind, <laughs> like as he's driving home, the white knuckles on the steering wheel just. And oh. the kids are like, Dad, it's okay. And he's like, no, yeah. you don't throw chips as the, at
0: me. As the, as the sauce from his double bacon whopper just sort of <laughs> lingers in the back of his throat. <laughs> he
1: can still taste it on his moustache. Years later. An hour later.
0: <laughs> still picking onion ring dust out of his moustache going knows, <laughs> those fucking kids. <laughs> uh, from Janice. Uh, today, whilst out and about on High Street Malvern, yes, me and my bank manager are doing very well, I mm-hmm. uh, crossed the street and had to give way to these two walkers, Nathan Buckley with an unknown female companion, walking what I can only c- describe as an erection on legs, <laughs> a long-haired Schnitz von crumb sausage dog, uh, not a very manly dog for a tough footballer and manly man, I thought Bucks was for Premier is twenty twenty four from Janice. You heard it no, first. She doesn't like she doesn't like the, the, the little dog. She thinks it should be a tougher dog. So I'm going to presume that's Bucks' um, new squeeze. And actually, Janice attached a photo. Squeeze, <laughs> what are you <laughs> from the <laughs> nineteen fucking forties? Yeah, he's, he's got a doll on his hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, also uh, Janice attached a photo, and um, and from the angle. I uh, am familiar with that area of Melbourne East, uh, Mul- <laughs> oh uh, Malvern. God. and I thought maybe they were heading towards Giorgio's for a bite to eat, or maybe they'd just been to the library. Who knows? Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, from Adrian, this morning I had two sightings of Essendon players. First up at the at a cafe called the Guilty Moose in Albert Park, I spotted the lanky yet well groomed form of Cole Langford paying for a coffee. He seemed quite relaxed, but I can't give any other details. A short time later, at a different cafe in Albert Park, I was paying for my coffee when Ashley McGrath and Nick Cox walked in and stood nearby waiting for a table. They were dressed in trackies and hoodies, no doubt were having a bite to eat before heading into Marvel for the game against North. Uh, Albert Park seems to be turning into Windy Hill.
1: Indeed, it must. I would have thought that most of those players, interesting that they're in Albert Park, I would have thought Essendon players tend to be around your Vale, Mooney, Ponds area.
0: You surely think for the traffic, yeah, it's going to get to training, you know. I mean, I was just thinking the other day, but Brian Lake lived at Caroline Springs, and I think think that was an hour and a half trip to get to training each day. Oh, for the Hawks? Yeah, Yeah, that would be...
1: Yeah, I reckon that would be the worst thing if you're in a... Like, you know, obviously if you get traded to interstate, you're going to have to move. But if you are on a western suburban team that goes to an eastern suburbs team, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell. I, can, I love this house that I just bought. Yeah, I've got my fucking huge 290-inch TV that I've put up on the wall so I can watch, that I can play NBA, um, you know, what's it called? NBA fucking PlayStation, whatever you call it.
0: <laughs> <can play> it. <laughs> now, do you think the uh, uniform of choice for players is just trackies and hoodie? Like, it have I think have to so.
1: surely. Yeah, I think so. And two, uh, like, obviously, if this is game day, then they're on their way to the ground. Interesting that they would eat something from a cafe before the game. Mm. I would have thought that... I suppose maybe the, the dietitian says, yeah, you can have some bacon and eggs or whatever, but I would have thought they'd be pretty strict on that. Like, you go, I've got to have my wheat bix my 34 wheat bix before I play, or... Well, I wouldn't of,
0: fuck with that. Yeah, a lot of them would have their, daily, their kind of habits. I think I noticed the footage of um, the Matildas were given... They were handed over a surprise Tim Tams. And I f- if I remember correctly it was before the game and th- uh, not not the not the not the quarter, but um and I f- believe a bunch of them had a bit of pizza in their hand. So th-
1: Yeah, okay. A little bit of carb loading before. I suppose the game. so, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. See, it's, it's kinda different. Yeah, you do you do what works for you, Adam. Like what what do you do before you uh. play football? How many beers <laughs> do you drink? <laughs> 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 How many puffs of insulin do you have? At least 40. Hey, we're gonna hit the road. We had junk time off. I pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. The lid is off. Go, come on, baggers.